What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast, presented by Bleacher Van Sports. You got Jones and Sully here, and we are going to go over a lot of NBA today. Uh, coming out of All Star Weekend, uh, kind of a snooze fest, but we got the second half coming up. Um, and I, I think you know, let's start off with M- NBA All Star Weekend. Um, for me, it was it, it wasn't much. That wasn't it. Uh, we had too many. They introduced a lot of these Mickey Mouse gimmick type things. I understand it was the 75th anniversary, but I thought they were a little heavy-handed with that too. Um, I felt like they mentioned it every four seconds. Um, you know, we we know at this point they've been mentioning it all year. Um, the 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 skills competition. I don't know what the hell type of schoolyard bullshit that was. I mean, that was already a competition that was childish to start and then they had this weird spin on it this year and it just was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen played on a basketball court uh, dunk contest was uninspiring I mean a Nick won Obi won but great I don't I'm not gonna remember a single dunk from that night a year from now um, and you know the game is it's been a joke for a while I saw a lot of people post-game kind of praising the what's the name of the scoring method they it starts with an e like i don't know what it's called elmo or something there, there's some specific name for the the how they finish this game that scoring method where they play till a certain number as opposed yeah. to going off a clock but i saw a lot of people praising that and i'm like why because lebron hit like a turnaround mid-range jumper to win the game well a couple of years ago it was it was kind of better they used that method i don't know if it was a year or two ago and it it was, was the first year after kobe it was it was meant to yeah. honor kobe there was there was a lot of defensive stands there and it went on for five or six minutes um i suppose it's an upgrade um it's weird it's different but i suppose it's a it's an upgrade over scoring 50 points every quarter they play a little more intensive uh, I, I don't really hate it, but I don't really think it's the greatest thing ever. Um, to me, it's but, just not the answer. You know, it's just like you're trying well, to solve think, a problem, yeah. that's, and you're clearly not using the solution that's that's there. Even if it's great for the last few minutes, it you know the the first three and a half quarters are are, are a disaster. So, and all you're playing for in the first three quarters, because I was like watching the game, I'm like the fuck are they playing are they counting win quarter wins for like who gives a shit if the final score is the only, like they're gonna play till this number and the, like who cares who wins the quarter and i realized the only thing they're doing to win the quarters is because that determines how much gets donated to the charities that they're representing. yeah so i mean obviously it's nice that they're they're cutting that check to the charities but let's not act like the nba can't cut a five hundred thousand dollar check to a charity and not even know it's gone you know yeah, the All Star Game's just broken, and um, they should probably just stop doing it. I think it was Josh Johnson that said, you know, just stop doing what you're doing. Every other sport other than baseball and hockey, just just stop. Just like, just stop. Don't do it for a year, and then get everyone pissed, and then be forced to come up with a resolution because it's getting embarrassing. Um, the All Star Game was what the All Star Game is. I mean. It was okay to see Curry make a few threes. That was fine, whatever. But uh, it doesn't really take much skill. Um, he, he hit fifteen threes. I think he had a hand in his face on one of them. Like, yeah, okay, great. The greatest shooter ever can hit an open three. That's not impressive. He shoots ninety-five percent in 
at, on a bad day in open gym. We watched the we video of the guy hitting 105 three-pointers in a row from every spot on the floor. I'm supposed to be impressed yeah. with those 15 for 20 in the All-Star game with no defense? Yeah, it's, it's, he's actually having, again, I've said he's actually having a very bad year. Um, and I don't know, he'd be shooting 38 from three or so. So now he looks like, to the average fan, it's like, oh, look, the Warriors are good. He looks like he's, you know, I don't know why he's third or fourth in MVP voting. I don't really understand that either. But, um, you know, everyone thinks he's having the greatest year ever. This is one of the worst years of his career, actually. Yeah. Um, shooting percentage, it's certainly the worst. Um, you know, uh, especially from three. So, um, I don't really know what they're doing with, with it. The uh, skills thing, I watched half of it. I said I'm good on it. Uh, the dunk contest was the worst one I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of bad ones. That was literally Kareem walked out. He said, nah. He said, nah, man. I, I don't think the dunk contest is very hard to fix. Um, it's the it's the one that's easily most easily fixed. Make, I mean, it, I- make it three tries. All right, uh, 10 if. You can get a ten on the first one. If you if you don't get it on your first try, you need to be penalized in, in, of some yeah, sort. The max you can give is a nine. A nine, yeah. I'm. I, I don't. I think a nine. A nine's too harsh. A nine, and then an, and then an eight or whatever, and and, um, and and penalize it because yeah, I'm gonna take seventeen tries if I can still get a ten on my seventeenth try. Who wouldn't? Yeah. It's not their fault. I mean, yeah, they're they're trying to perfect the dunk. So you know, I would too. And uh, Kareem walked out. That was really funny. Um, I, we also need to get more incentive, incentivized because we need better, again, better people. Um, you have – I was excited to see um, the Houston kid, and he blew it. Um, Cole Anthony, I don't – he wore Tim's for one dunk. That was a disgrace. Was, I don't know. It's so fucking embarrassing. It was embarrassing, and, and Kevin, uh, not Kevin, what's, what's his name, Green, Jay, Green had the, the phone on and took it off, and uh, no one wants to see, like, if you want, like, normal and you want to get even, like, average fans, you got to get, like, you got to get, like, Levine, you got to get the big guys, uh, you know, LeBron from years ago, you need to get the big, uh, who, who's another big one that what, that they could use other than Aaron Gordon? Um who else was even in it? It was Obi's okay. Uh, dude, there was a guy at a like. I'm a pretty avid NBA fan. I was like, who the fuck is this? You know, I forget. I don't even know his name. It was you know. A, it, <laughs> was a foreign, it was a foreign name, I believe, and it was one of those like hyphenated last names. I'd imagine I know him, but I can't. The name is escaping me. I I, I had heard the name before, but like I was like. There's 450 players in the NBA. There's 400 of them I would have put in this contest over him. It was just, who? Like, are you sure that's the guy that's in it? Yes, it was Juan Toscano Anderson, who I, he's probably in the G League right now for the Warriors, or he's a, like, 10th or 11th man. They probably um, called him to do that contest. He was like, uh, what? You, yeah. Me? Are you kidding? Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, that was that was that was not good. Um, I mean, that was yeah. Obi's probably the most deserving name in there because he's, he's at least done we it. know that like he. We've seen him do some nasty dunks in in games, as nasty as they can be in games, and yeah. seen some open gym stuff where it's pretty 
pretty good, pretty impressive. And we know yeah. he can run through the gym. Yeah. But even him, like he's the most deserving, and I don't even think he's deserving. Ten years ago, standard, he's not even close. Yeah, give me like Ja or Anthony Edwards, you know. Yeah, I mean, Zion's got to be in this when he's healthy. Has I to doubt be. it. I doubt it. He won't he, be, but he, he has to be. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, those are the guys you need. Those are the, those are the yeah. people that need to be in it. Zion's something we should talk about, too. That's another thing we should talk about. Cause He's gone. I mean, it's it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. I, he I, I don't think – I'm not convinced they're going to give him a max offer. And this is just my opinion. And I'm not convinced he would take the max offer even if they gave it to him at this point. He would be the first player in NBA history. Yeah, to down. I know that, and I, I I think he wants out so bad. He, he that's I think four and a half million versus one hundred and sixty-seven million is the is the choice he has to make. It's, it's what? It's, it's four and a half million for one year, or one hundred and sixty-seven million, four years. Those that's the his choice. There's no in between at the at the end of his rookie deal. So what? Not, what? But but then after that year, then he could. Then after that year, he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants, but he risks, you know, everything that comes within that one year. I'll tell you one thing: if I'm the Pelicans, I'm trading him. I am absolutely. That's what I I'm am absolutely here. trading him. There's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. You know, he doesn't want to be there. I, I mean, what we're kind of referring to is uh, JJ Redick, a uh, longtime NBA vet and um, great sharpshooter from Duke. Uh, consummate professional. He went on, I believe it was first take, uh, and kind of ripped him a new one, which I really love to see. And I like Zion, and I think we all hear pull for Zion, and I want to see him get healthy. Um, and it'd be great for the sport. But uh, he's kind of acting like a child. We found out he doesn't even give a text to CJ McCollum, and you know he's been so distant with the Pelicans, and that's not surprising that. You know, he's worked away from the team, and he does seem to be distant physically and, you know, you can imagine um, more than physical as well. And, and, and J.J.'s like, he was a detached teammate when I was there. Like, uh, two years ago, he played with Zion, um, right? It was two years ago, I think. Two years ago, he was yeah. a teammate of Zion Williamson. So, like, he's like, firsthand, I can, I can put my name to this, and I can... What is Zion going to do about it? Like, I'm sure he doesn't even care. Uh, he's so big, uh, but you know he can say it from his own experience. He was a detached teammate, like it, so. It's 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 reinforcing everything we already knew that he didn't want to be there. But it's coming from someone. Usually, people will speak about this. They're always like saying good things and and you know just and it's all fluff. And he's just like, no, he's not a good teammate. So yeah. after hearing that, if I'm the Pelicans, it's not someone who's gonna. He's he's very player empowerment, so he's not saying this like because he had a, you know, he, no. he didn't like the way it was handled when he was there, or like he was good with the Pelicans too. He didn't. He, it's yeah. not like he had a bad tenure. Uh, but and I, he, uh, he didn't. He had a bad exit. He didn't. He was like lied to by David Griffin or something. Oh, did he? he's, got, he's got real beef with David Griffin. I know that. Oh, he does. David well, Griffin I, like pulled a Demar and was like, "Yeah, I'm not trading you." Like, hundred percent not. Oh yes, I remember. Or something along those lines. And honestly. I, you know, you can get a huge haul for Zion still. You can still one hundred percent get a huge haul. I um mean, like Anthony Davis level haul. Like three, four first round picks and a couple yeah. of young players or a really good 
established player. I think it might be a little bit less than that, but still, it would be... It would. I mean, it depends who you call. I'm maybe, sure you okay. get... Maybe right now, but I think that changes back to what I said immediately if he comes back and plays, like, well for, like, a month. Yeah. I mean, if I... If I'm the Pelicans, I want to get him healthy for the last month and just go off for one month. Yeah, ideally. Or, I mean, or you trade him. I mean, because he's still got. So he's got next. So they'd have to deal him this off season or, or next trade deadline. But he has to make the decision on the extension this off season. Like they're going to give him that yeah. offer this off season. Let's not mention though, like how many games he's missing. And I don't think I think it's a little premature to call him a bust. Um, no, especially since when we saw him, he was fantastic. He was twenty-five and seven, and like twenty-five, seven and four, and like fifty-nine percent from the field. Um, Embiid played thirty-one games in his first three years, and he played no games in his first two years. Um, and then you know, I mean, there's comparisons you can make to Greg Oden, but Greg Oden was never as talented as him, and he was Greg Oden was never as. No, uh, Greg Oden was another one. He was he was twenty and ten when he was at his best and healthy, and then he it was, was very, very short lived. Yeah, but um, so I, I you could make comparisons both ways, but I think it's it's very premature. But nonetheless, you got to capitalize on this for the Pelicans because it's not worth nothing at this point. It's not, but the longer you wait, the more risk you you uh you have of him getting more injured and losing more value and him being more vocal about how he doesn't want to get out and whenever a player becomes more vocal you lose less you have less and less leverage so i'm i'm getting on the phone soon seeing what i can get uh if not wait till he comes back and dominates and then yeah i think that's if i'm the pelicans i don't know if i get on the phone yet but i i hope someone calls you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like getting on the phone is almost an admission of like, yeah, we know, we know shit's not right. Um, yeah. And I mean, you can play that off normally as like, look, what if yeah. you're the, th- what about the thunder? The thunder have so many picks. I mean, yeah, but you think fucking Zion Williamson is going to want to stay in Oklahoma city That's after true. he didn't want to stay true. in New Orleans. That's true. It's even way worse. There's like, it's way worse, way worse. There's like way six worse. cities in the country that Zion will play. I just for. meant, I just meant from a feasibility standpoint, they have the picks. Well, yeah, and like, if the, if the, and they had, like they would, they would be decent. They would actually be decent if they added some people because Giddy's a beast. And then man. you got Zion and then you got a shy and Giddy backcourt is Pretty damn good. And I mean, then that's, Zion. That's the top 10 backcourt in the NBA right now when they're healthy. Easily. And then you have Zion. And then you have uh, uh, Dort is very good quietly. And, and Baisley's yeah. no – I mean, you obviously need – but they have tons of cap space. They have tons um, of cap space and tons of assets. And they have a lot of, like, young guys who are not necessarily part of their future but could be part of someone else's future. You know, But you know not- also who would be good? The Pelicans would be fucking good right now if Zion played. They would be damn good. Yeah. They, you have you have CJ McCollum who's balling. You have Brandon Ingram. Those are both twenty point a night guys. Zion's a twenty five and Jonas Valanciunas is having an insane another insane year, like eighteen and twelve. Those are four studs right there. You, you that was still, a really good trade for the Pelicans. It was a really good trade and it was trade. a really good effort. Um, but that's the thing; they still have players who are. If they make this trade, they can still load up again. Maybe if if maybe they package, yeah, I mean, someone with Zion he, even. McCollum's clock is ticking, but what is Ingram? Twenty four, like at most. Twenty five, I think. I think he's twenty five. 
Um, Still, so he's, where, got, he's got at least six, seven good years in him left before yeah. you really expect a decline. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, there, there's your time. And then you, got, you expect CJ to be good for at least two more years after this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's your window. I, I, I totally agree. I think you're... I think you're naive. I mean, it's so crazy to say like uh, you're going to trade Zion. I mean, it's uh, talking about generational talent. He's like the most hyped draft pick since LeBron, and might even been more hyped than LeBron because of how much social media, you know, plays a factor now. And he went to college for a year, so there was a year of buildup. But I mean, just the idea of trading him is so shocking. But if you can turn that around, and you know, especially if you can get a you know, maybe it's two first-round picks, and you get a guy that is an established young guy. You know, maybe someone in his second or third year in the league that has shown promise. You know, someone like, who's not like a star but is a star, like an R.J. Barrett type, you know, who's shown he can be a really good player in this league. And maybe Jaron Fox type of guy. Yeah, another one. That's another one. You know, someone who's really, like, proven that they beyond, like, a fluke that they can be a really productive player in this league and also have room to grow. Um, and, and that's what you got to make the deal for. The problem with trading Zion now is he doesn't make that much money. So yeah. the return, you want to get a star in return for him, even if he's an aging star, that star is going to be making $25, $30 million a year. So you got to figure out how to come up with another in addition. I think Zion makes like, I don't know, I think starting side for he, this year he probably makes like 10 11 million um whatever the second or third year player is nine million somewhere around there but you got to come up with an extra 20 million dollars to fill that trade you know you, you yeah can't you'd, ha- you'd have to look larry nance is like 11 million you'd have to add him you'd have to yeah. uh, Gar- garrett temple's like five mil um Ooh. oh Devontae Gra- Devonte graham makes 11 million it would you would you'd use Devontae graham and larry nance would be that'd be like 22 right there yeah there you go um, and, then, and, and then, Zion, and then you get three. And I, and I saw Tony Snell's like playing decent minutes for them actually, and like not being terrible. Uh, I thought he was like forty-five. He's like thirty. I don't know how he's still in the league. He's like thirty-one or something. Yeah, it's good old Tony Snell. Twenty-six feel, minutes, I, no, I, no impact. I, he actually has been playing okay from what I've seen, but I, I can't believe that he's still as young as he is. I was I was shocked. New Mexico. He's, he's Lobo. thirty. Yeah, he's thirty. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Zion thing is going to be interesting. I mean, it, you know, I guess, you know, outside of that, do we see, are there any other great storylines in the second half? I mean, kind of where, you know, I think the, well, one kind of came out today with the New York City, Eric Adams saying there's a potential for the vaccine mandate to be lifted in New York City in the next couple months. Or soon, I don't. I don't remember if he gave a timeline, but the fallout is that Kyrie Irving could be able to play in every game by the time the playoffs start, which would obviously be a massive. Yeah, he said he's excited to in the next few weeks. I think um, it seems very likely that it's going to happen at some point, and I think, I think by the time they need him to, whether it's the second round or something, I mean first round they might not need him even. I think, uh, you know, I think it's definitely going to get done, and I think. Brooklyn really looks, uh, I'm hearing Kevin Durant and Simmons could be back within a week or so. Um, I think this is all coming together for Brooklyn, actually. And uh, they just signed, uh, and via buyout, Goran Dragic, who was the second best player on the Heat a couple years ago in a finals. That was, that was big for them. 
That was big. Uh, you know, Patty Mills is like their fourth-string point guard right now. You got Simmons, you got Kyrie, you got Goran, you got Mills. And these guys, Patty can play the, you know, shooting guard. And Kyrie can play shooting guard. And yeah, Simmons Patty, can play they're, forward. They're both and really now, good off the ball. And <laughs> let's not forget, uh, Seth Curry's been huge to them already. You have Joe Harris, who's another Seth Curry, pretty much. Um, you have two sharpshooters to, to stretch the floor for... Uh, you know, maybe a big guy like Drummond down low who addressed their rebounding need, who he was Absolutely. useless. Dude, that that Harden trade wasn't as lopsided as you thought. It might not have the longevity that, you know, because Curry... Well, I thought the Nets won it. I think, I think it was a win-win both for now, but I think long-term the Nets definitely won it. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, um, so, like, like, like they had... Yeah, picks, too. You know, I mean, not going to be yeah. high picks, but if I'm Brooklyn, I, I, I defer that pick to next year because you don't know what... Because they have the chance, they have this year's first round pick, but they have the opportunity to defer it to next year. Mm-hmm. One, next year's draft is going to be way deeper, way better. And two, you don't know what's going to happen with Harden in Philly. And you also don't know what's going to happen in Philly. Like, how much better is Philly going to get? You know, what are they, the third, second, third seed in yeah, the I, East? Like, are they really going to win the East next year? You know, I think like, I think Philly has like one, two or three years to win it all. Like if they get a championship, kind of like the Rams did with selling. Their, if the if the Philly gets a championship, it's worth it. But if not, it's going to be a massive failure. Um, and, well, I mean, and, that's, that's what we said when the Nets traded for Harden. They gave up so much. Obviously, they recouped uh, yeah. those assets. You know, in that yeah, they gave themselves trading more Harden. time. They bought some more time, but I mean, it's still kind of this move. Anything beyond once they made that deal for Harden, it kind of is attached to that move. So if they oh, still yeah. if they don't win a if they don't win a title in the Durant Irving era, then that oh, it's definitely Harden a failure. It was a, a massive failure that Harden. It's definitely a failure, but now they're not as screwed for the future in case it does fail. Correct. They're not, Correct. But Correct. I think. Um, you know, uh, Blake Griffin's actually playing very good ball. He's extended the three-point line. Aldridge has been better than I thought coming back from the heart. Um, and Nico Claxton's decent, and they got they got a bunch of other young guys that are that are decent. They have one of the deepest teams. I looked at their roster. They have like 13, 14 guys that can play. They dropped Javon Carter. That makes them instantly better. Um, he was know, good so defensively, but... He was yeah. good. He was shooting 32%. He was hurting. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but... And I liked him from West Virginia, but I think it's, I think I think they're very well positioned. I think it's them or or the Bucks out of the East right now. I think Harden's gonna fuck it up somehow in Philly. Um, he's just I do too. I put uh, I put the futures in today on both the the Warriors and the, and the Bucks to win the title. I, uh, yeah, I think the Bucks are a great bet too. Uh, Warrior in the West, I'm more so leading the Suns. Um, the Suns look. I, they could do it again this year, man. They they do really it. I just, I just Clay, Clay hasn't been great. He's been very eh. Um, Draymond will help them a lot. Uh, Wiseman, I'm not counting on him ever being back or playing a game. Um, yeah, no, I mean he. I mean, if we want to talk about a bust, I mean Wiseman is literally not playing at all. And Imagine if, if they just took Lamelo Ball. I know. I I always said they should have. I, I thought it was you know. He would have been a great fit in their system. I mean, obviously, there's like a log jam now that Clay's back, and you know. Well, still, I mean, Clay like, can play three or. And it's not I mean, like they're, they're all tall. Ball. You know, they're, they all those. I mean, look, yeah, Curry can play off ball. Lamelo six six. Uh, Clay six uh, seven. Uh, Curry six three. That's not you know terribly small for it's fine for a point guard. So the other two are big enough to defend two and threes. So um, we know Clay can 
has the defensive utility to be up to a, you know, a, yeah. And a, then you have a Andrew easy. Wiggins as the sixth man. I mean, that's a that's a scary roster. It's they could have like scary. they could have like solidified like a chance at a, a like another dynasty. Like, um, literally, like another two or three titles yeah. in the next four years. But like, there's been so many tweets, uh, like going months back, of Steve Kerr saying uh, we were ramping things up with Wiseman, and it's literally a whole whole stretch of them. It's like what he's been ramping up for months. Yeah, he should be, that's one he, should be day, he should be Daytona in the Daytona 500 at this point this this past weekend. Um, yeah. Unreal. I, I just the Warriors could do it. Uh, I think the Grizzlies do have an outside chance. They're young, and and then I'll give you one last sleeper before we go. Uh, I think the Denver Nuggets, if they get back Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, that's dangerous with how good they've played this year. What do we think about my my team that I pick every year like an idiot? The Los Angeles Clippers, if they get everyone back. If they get everyone back, Ty lose the Norm Powell. Norm Powell's only going to miss the average the average time missed for his injuries nineteen games in the last fifteen years. So that's that puts him back with you know a handful of regular season games left i don't know how close they are to uh i don't know how close they are to getting you know, paul george is is having an mri tomorrow on thursday and that will determine when like kind of how he's in if he's going to be back before the regular season end of the regular season or not and okay. then Kawhi is pretty much i mean we're you know acl's a 12-month injury he's coming up on 12 months in in you know he's probably at 10 and a half months now Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, I think Kawhi is definitely the most outside chance, but if they all come back, I mean, I don't, I don't think they lose that series last year. If Kawhi is in, is, is playing, I think they're in the finals. If Kawhi doesn't get hurt against who? Phoenix. Against Phoenix. It's tough to say, but I think, uh, yeah, I guess they'd have a shot, but they'd be at such a low speed that it, they would be getting the sons of the Warriors. So I don't, I really wouldn't yeah. give them much of a chance. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, well, it's going to be an interesting second half for sure, but um, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, as always, thanks for stopping by. Uh, check us out on the socials, Bleacher Fan, Bleacher Fan Sports, and uh, we will be back next week.